Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but returning from being on assignment is Joey D. Hello, I'm Howdy. back. Yeah, you're back. On today's show, we will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about, well, a whole bunch of TV and movie news and maybe a little bit of the San Diego Comic-Con rumors. We're going to talk about the... Uh, the infamous episode of The Boys, Herogasm. Vicky got to freak out about a trailer for Paper Girls. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search <laughs> BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yeah. And uh, this is Friday, lots of stuff going down, and don't forget that Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, the last two episodes of this season where we're going to get the wrap-up between Vecna and, uh, well, the uh, our four different Scooby gangs at this point in time. And uh, so those drop today. We'll be talking about it in the future. We'll have to, we'll give a little bit of time on those because we'll have to watch them and then process them. But they are out right now on Netflix. So uh, just so you know that. Now, moving on from that, we do need to speak with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach because we do need to get some information about some movies and, uh, well, some other stuff that's been going down. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review. That is SKNR.net. And, Gareth, we got a lot of interesting movie and TV news going on right now. Absolutely. Well, I guess the, you know, the big one that everyone's interested in, it was no surprise that there was a Ghostbusters sequel coming. Oh, yeah. There's several... There's several Ghostbusters projects coming from video games to uh, shows and so on and so forth. Uh, but the big one is the cinematic sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tentatively, right now, it's, we first heard about it at CinemaCon, where they confirmed it. I mean, we all assumed there would be another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, tentatively, it's called Firehouse, but that is apparently not going... It may not be the final thing. Uh, you know, the, the whole idea is if you remember the uh, studio has felt confident enough to say December 20th, 2023. Because, you know, when you think Ghostbusters and Christmas and the holidays, <laughs> it's a natural fit. Actually, you know what? It kind of is. So it's kind of entertaining on that end. And you were talking about video games even. And I mean, I know that uh, they are coming up with just a regular video game, but they're also coming up for the Oculus, a, uh, a, a, a VR version, which I am so down for. I have to go get a new uh, VR system. And I'm looking at the Oculus Quest now specifically because they've got that game for sure coming out on it. Absolutely, and see, and you can take Afterlife. While it didn't gigantically light up the box office, it was well-received, it was mm-hmm. profitable enough, it's done well on the aftermarket with that, and it's breathed life into the franchise again. I love it. I'm, I'm so excited. It hits that nostalgia button for me, and then, I mean, even just speaking about nostalgia, you were telling me about how Beverly Hills Cop is coming out with another sequel, too. Absolutely. Now, this one, I want to, I always put it in the I'll believe it when cameras roll because there have been so many. Uh, you know, it's going to be a TV series. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Back and forth for, oh, goodness. We're probably going on 15 plus years now Jeez. of it coming. Well, what we've been told is that it is coming. It is going to go to Netflix. Uh, Eddie Murphy, obviously, back. You wouldn't have it without him. Mm-hmm. And some of the details have come out, and it's very interesting. We're, 
a lot of people assume Judge Reinhold is coming back. We don't know about his partner, but there's been interest. Uh, the details that we've got, and this is really interesting, is that apparently it deals with uh, Axel and his estranged daughter and her ex dealing with corrupt cops and a drug situation. What's interesting is uh, Beverly Hills, uh, obviously, you know, when they go for the permits and negotiate tax breaks, and are we going to film here? Are we going to film somewhere else and have it pretend to be Beverly Hills? Apparently, they're all about it, and they think it'd be good for tourism. However, mm. there we're hearing stories that they're not entirely thrilled with the corrupt cops or corrupt police department stand uh, storyline angle. Uh, in that, officially, they're saying, well, we think it's kind of a played-out storyline, and maybe there's a different way to tweak the script for that. Others say it's also a PR move. You know, you don't mm-hmm. you don't really want cops continually to be shown in a bad light so you know we'll see how that plays out but it is apparently moving forward still well it's good just to see the fact that it's moving forward i think that's the the part on that and then i mean i get it at that point maybe they don't necessarily want to have that dealing with you know uh, real life events so uh, we'll have to see where that goes with that um but i mean even in the terms of like going back with nostalgia and like even just getting into we've seen a lot of prequels that have come out recently from stuff and you just got some uh, news about the hunger games Absolutely. Now, this one is really interesting. I've read uh, The Ballads of Songbird and Snakes, which is obviously the prequel. It's about uh, President Snow when he was an 18-year-old, about the early days of the Hunger Games, that sort of thing. And uh, there was some casting news and uh, various people, but one that really stood out was they announced Jason Schwartzman is going to be playing Lucky Flickerman. And if the name sounds somewhat familiar, it's because he is a... Uh, ancestor of uh, Caesar Flickerman, the uh, the talk show host who was played very well by uh-huh. Stanley Tucci in the oh, film. Yeah. And in the books, he's kind of described as a um, he's kind of like a quirky newsman who gets involved with the Hunger Games and kind of uses that to enhance his profile. Because I, if I remember correctly, at the time of the books, it's the tenth Hunger Games or something like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, there's kind of that, is this going to take off? Is this going to, and he uses that to try to advance himself, um, you know, forward. And it will be interesting because, you know, you look at them and you say, I think that's a good pairing because you could make the argument, yeah, they could be related, you know, several generations apart. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that would be kind of fun when you look at it at that aspect. I mean, it's uh, it's a good, interesting world to explore because they're so far deep into the dystopian nightmare when you get into the Hunger Games. So seeing where it gets to that point, maybe it wasn't always there. So it'll be kind of fun to see where it goes and what it leads to. Absolutely. And the book is quite good. I've heard they're going to break it into two, maybe three segments. But it, it's so interesting because I'm reading it and you're like, I actually kind of, feel sympathy for snow and you're kind of like how did this guy become this horrible monster he seems like a a decent guy and you understand his motivations and then as things go on you kind of understand his issues with district 12 and various things about how the politics and the capital work and it's quite intriguing uh, moving on from that, but getting into the world of Godzilla, there are a couple of projects happening with uh with the old great big monster from Japan Absolutely. So first off, we have a Godzilla vs. Kong sequel in the works. It's um, 
nothing title set, obviously, but it is set to film in Australia, and we've been told that they're starting to build sets, so that means something is going to come very soon, at least in terms of filming. We're probably, I, I, I don't know, I think maybe 2023 might be a bit iffy for the summer, more like 2024, but you never know. I could kind of see right. this being late next year, early 2024, but, um, you know, when you consider... This also was the product of that hybrid release where it appeared on HBO Max in theaters at the same time. Obviously, they're happy with where everything is going, that they're continuing onward with the franchise. That is awesome. What else do we got from it, too? Well, the other one that is really interesting is there is a Godzilla series in the works that is going to be on Apple TV. And I have been told that this one is actually further into production, so you very likely will see this first. But it is apparently going to angle more toward the monarch uh, storyline that was uh, established in the film. Going to keep the monster verse up, but apparently they're going to deal with more of the monarch storyline. What was that whole storyline? I'm not even re- remembering that. Well, essentially, that there was the corporation that was tracking oh, the, okay. the, yeah. the kaiju and all of the things like that, and so that is that is kind of uh, what they're going to be. Uh, fiddling around with and i think it's interesting because it gives them the option to have an ongoing storyline maybe do the monster of the week that sort of thing so it'll be very intriguing to see how they play that and how it's going to wrap into the movies because i would think that they're basically not going to do anything that would contradict where the movies are going i would hope so at that point in time but i mean i i just see a lot of stuff in like the dc world and how everything is just kind of like a flim flam just everything everywhere so i mean it would just it'll still be interesting to see what they do with the series cuz i'm just that's just something i'm not used to in the world of godzilla so kind of excited to see what's going to happen with that exactly. and of course you know all eyes are looking for people are saying are you going to see this stuff at comic con and i'm like i i think it might be too early uh but you never know and the, i mean you just did mention comic con there's some news uh, uh surrounding uh, the wb and what they're going to be doing there you have to look at it that it covers a very large gamut and they've said you know we're going to have a, a green arrow animated movie we're going to do the debut there and have the panel uh but there's also some of their other stuff they're going to be doing like the gotham knights video game mm. they're going to be doing aew dynamite wrestling which is on one of their channels is going to be there and as you were going through they have like oh you're going to have riverdale and you're going to have um various other things and they talked about house of dragons for hbo max is going to be there and we you know we had spoken in the past we couldn't see that and various other projects big and small and what's interesting is you have people going well where's black adam where are the dc films and my response to that was they did mention in the release other things to be announced and so it'll be interesting to see what else is announced because some people are saying oh it's scaled back presence and it's not this and i'm looking at the release going I see over 20 different things here. You know, so, you know, it, 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 you have to remember one of the big things is they would take over the second biggest room and they would have this day that have like everything from Black Lightning to Arrow to Flash to Legends of Tomorrow on and on. And it's like Supergirl. And I said, you have to remember these shows are ending. Riverdale is ending. So you're not going to get all of those things, but there are plenty of other properties from the studio mm-hmm. that are going in. And of course you'll possibly have activations and pop-ups outside. And then there's always stuff that they don't announce ahead of time 
and then bang, drop it on you at the show. And, I, you know, my attitude is, I said, <laughs> you look at Black Adam. He was all over CinemaCon promoting this thing. Do you, I know they do their fandom and all of that, but do you honestly think, especially now that Marvel has firmly confirmed that they are going to be there and they have major news to drop, not just there, but at D23, do you think Warner Brothers is going to miss an opportunity to come <laughs> in and say, Black Adam and Aquaman, and they're just going to say, no, we're going to wait and do our online thing a couple months later where our chief rival is going to be there in person with all these stars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there aren't necessarily, like, wars between these people, just like there's not really console wars. But at the same point, you're not going to let the other company go out and promote something and not have something to throw out there, especially when you do have something out there to promote. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I tell people this every year. They don't sit there and tell you every single thing that's coming. You know, you'll get this thing, it'll say, you know, Warner Brothers panel, but sometimes they don't. I have been in panels at Comic-Con where they, uh, you know, I I remember walking by Hall H, which is the massive panel. I had a little bit of time before an interview. I just walked by and they're like, we've got seats. Do you want to come in? I said, sure. And it was some, uh, (laughs) it was full. They were finishing it up. And I was like, okay. And then right as it ended, they said, oh, uh, we've got an unannounced panel, not on the schedule. Here's Oliver Stone, Zachary Quintel, blah, 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 talking about their new... And it's like, oh, my God. You <laughs> know, and, and so they, that that's very common, is that there'll be this block, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, boom, here comes this. And, you know, people, celebrities popping up all the time. That's why it's such the big event. So... I would be shocked if they don't have something of some kind there. Absolutely. It's kind of exciting just to see all that. And I mean, everybody gets to hear about it uh, afterwards if you don't get to attend Comic-Con. But I mean, that's also why we have you, Kara, so you can let us know. And if people want to get that news as quickly as it happens, you got to follow uh, call, follow Skewed and Reviewed on social media. You can find all the links, obviously, just by Googling it. But you can hit it from the horse's mouth if you just head over to SKNR.net. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth. And now we need to do, we need to talk about the episode that last week we weren't too sure how we were going to um, address it because if you didn't know, uh, there had been a lot of warnings out there on the boys' mm. social media talking about how the episode six hero gasm was not suitable for everyone or anybody, anybody at all whatsoever. And you know what? It 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 made these expectations where I was fully ready to sit down and be like, okay, well, I might need to pause this. It might get a little bit gross. And if you don't know what herogasm is, apparently every year a bunch of C-list mm-hmm. superheroes get together and have a massive orgy. If you don't know what an orgy is, kids, look it up. Or well, if ask- you're a kid, do not look it up. Yeah, well, yeah, don't look it up. Ask your parents. It's probably the best way to go about that. So uh, that is uh, definitely um, a thing. But when watching it, I was like, you know, maybe the rest of the show has made me desensitized to, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But for some reason, I was expecting something way more horrific. I feel like they have set the bar so high. And it's not to say that it wasn't. like It, it, wasn't, was, it was still really good. It's just... When you've already seen the first episode and the uh, exploding appendage scene. Yeah. Like, it was one of those things. There was a couple of super funny, super gross moments. But at that same point, there's a lot of TNA. And we get we get a, a, a great re, uh, reappearance of Love Sausage. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, beyond that, it was like, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I guess they've just trained me to accept what I'm going to see there. So as much as Herogasm was a spectacle, I really enjoyed the story building that was going on around it and mm-hmm. what was, you know, all the other characters going on, even though they did end up meeting at Herogasm. How did you guys feel about this one? <laughs> I very much was kind of expecting most of the things except the very, very end. Yeah. I was very, like, shocked. I'm like, no, no, that's not what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was kind of going into it thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, it's – I think you'd, you'd seen it before me. And you're like, yeah, I was expecting it to be worse. Yeah. So it wasn't as bad for me, I guess. Like, it's kind of – yeah, I'm at the same point. Like, it was really good. And I felt really awful. Though. Like, the one scenes that were – or the scenes that we're not talking about is the ones with uh, – Frenchie and uh, the female. Yeah. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was especially brutal. Like, that was just, like, it hurt just seeing what they mm. were all going through on that. And Which makes me feel, especially after everything that happened with Mother's Milk and Frenchie, I feel like it's only at some point this season we are going to see them all take the... Um, Oh, the, 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 the permanent version of... Oh, you think they're going permanent with some of them? Mm-hmm, because we've noticed that there's two different colors. The green yeah. one is the 24-hour. 24 24 hour, yeah. And then we saw with Victoria getting one from Homelander, it was blue that she gave to her daughter. Mm-hmm, and that's the permanent compound mm-hmm. V. So I'm expecting, at the very least, uh, Kimiko and Frenchie to... Well, I think to it, and well, obviously butcher and I'm pretty. Jack and I'm pretty sure Kamiko already had the compound V, but her powers are gone. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because Soldier Boy ended up taking away her powers. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. Um, but that, that has been a huge point of contention because their whole point was not to become that which they are out to destroy. Mm-hmm. And in, in the comics, they all already had powers. And Butcher and Huey in this one is kind of showing, well, Huey bringing down his humanity to fight them on the level, the supers on mm-hmm. the level that they're at already. So they're like all in for it. And he even said so as much as that he loves it. He loves it more than anything at this point in time, so much that it has essentially destroyed his relationship yep. with Starlight. And it's just, it's a tough way to go because at this, we're looking right now as of today, this will be episode seven, and that's mm-hmm. not the one we're talking about now. But after that, there's uh, three more episodes mm-hmm. after that. So we're looking at four episodes to clean up what's going to be happening this season. And so much has already happened. What did you think, Joe? I liked it. I thought it was funny. I felt bad for uh, MM in the uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, hero uh, gasm. Uh, he got uh, the uh, the he got uh, the, uh, the shaft. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the great the great um, yeah, like uh, like a Gallagher show. Yeah, yeah. First uh, first front rows maybe want to wear some uh, ring gear. I'm All, picturing yeah. a scary movie too. If you guys oh, saw that, yeah. that scene. Oh yeah. Always yeah. stay in the back of the line. You know, that's mm-hmm. a smart move <laughs> when you're there. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I wasn't expecting everyone to show up there. Mm-hmm. Like they somehow got them all there. Yeah, which was good because they made the whole pinnacle of that soldier boy showing up because he's been setting out to taking out his old teammates and the TNT, which is the like basically Wonder Twins of right. Explody Powers. They uh, they were the ones holding Hero Gasm this year. It's been going on for thirty years. Soldier Boy himself was like, I started this thing, which is kind of hilarious and weird at that same point. Mm-hmm. But he's just going to kill them, right? He doesn't want to kill anybody else. Yeah. Yeah, he isn't setting out to do that, but if they get in his way, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to stop it. But we learned, too, earlier on, and even he kind of proved it, that when he blacks out, like, he kind of goes into this PTSD trigger moment Mm -hmm. where he relives or remembers all the awful things that happened to him, like, in testing in Russia. 
he kind of loses control and explodes and he doesn't remember it. Yeah. And that's really what happened at the end of this, uh-huh. which was just he explodes, wastes a ton of soups. I mean, even at this point, like there's a lot of superhero death in this one. Superhero and regular people, because they even said that like civilians, too. Yeah, there were some civilians in there as well. Between like, uh, you know. Sex workers and uh, like ser- like waiters and stuff like that. Exactly. And then, I mean, even at that point, there were some who uh, who whose death will be probably attributed to mm-hmm. this thing. The, you know, the explosion going down. But also, we got to see a train get a, kind of a uh, like uh, uh, his redemption? own redemption. Yeah, yeah, a, a redemption Ish. hero moment because he does he does go apologize to He's, Huey. I, I love the fact that Ashley handed him his ass earlier. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, like, seriously, like, you're causing problems. Now you have, a, like, some moral high ground after all the horrible things you've because, done. Because, and that's one of the biggest things, too. If you look at everything, it's like nobody cares about anything unless it happens to them personally. Mm-hmm. So now that the fact that A-Train has to deal with the repercussions and the ramifications of what Blue Hawk did, mm-hmm. he has to now, like, oh, gosh, yeah, wow, I was a piece of crap. Like, and, how was I any different than Black Hawk? And all the different people he's killed over the seasons, mm-hmm. and you forget get about like including his ex-girlfriend yeah and so it's just like oh it's that come to reality moment but then he also gets his revenge on blue hawk mm-hmm. but that might have caused him to die we don't know he, he can't run anymore which has been a big thing this season with uh homelander like fat shaming him and telling him he's useless mm-hmm. because he's gained weight because he can't run because of his heart all the drugs he did yeah has messed him up and so at this point in time now, it's like, well, I guess his final act, he's okay with that, is just literally dragging <laughs> Blue Hawk across the pavement until he's chunky salsa on the road. But he did, uh, Huey did stand up to him, and you could tell Huey was going to go full soup on him. He was ready to, yeah. Until he actually apologized. Mm-hmm. And it was heartfelt. Yeah. And that was one of those things where you like you realize, you know, well, like, yeah, I'm a piece of crap, and I'm trying to make right at this point. And you're like, well, yeah. You're making it because it's now about you. Right. And your brother has been paralyzed because of the actions of a soup. Mm-hmm. Now you know what it feels like. And that's just like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but now, now we, and at the end of the episode, we get the, the big uh, uh, fight between Homelander and uh, Soldier Boy and Huey and everyone. Yeah, yeah, they are. That was the three on one, which was amazing. They were, they got him down. They're about to nuke him. And unfortunately, apparently, it takes a little too long for Soldier Boy's powers to power up because that doesn't happen. And Homelander gets the F out of there. But now he's just like, he knows that he can be taken out. He knows that Butcher and Huey have power somehow if he doesn't know if it's the, you know, the if he knows if it's the permanent or non-permanent uh, compound V yet or not. What I'm curious about, what do you guys think? This is a, a trope in superhero shows, especially for the villains. Happens a lot. And we've complained about it. But I actually really liked it in this case where Homelander earlier in the episode is talking to himself like another... Yeah. Like another voice in his head. Like we've seen this obviously with like Two Face, and even in Gotham, we saw it a little bit with the Riddler. Absolutely, it's, it's basically a trope that people kind of fall on. But in this case, it makes a lot of sense Spider- to me. Spider Man No Way Home had a big one recently too, when mm-hmm. we had with uh, Green Goblin, uh, Willem Dafoe going back and forth with that which sort of that thing. That was already established in the yeah, first it had movie been established anyways. for a while, so it was like coming back to that. It's good because you can see. There's some sort of like inner monologue. Yeah. And you want like there's a little bit of humanity in 
Homelander, but his own personality is trying to quash it. Mm -hmm. And you see that he is so insecure and he needs the love. It even He's a witty bitty baby. Yeah. And he needs that. He needs He needs love. Yeah. He he needs the attention. He needs to be loved, but it's what is it? It's like a like you, you could either be loved or feared yeah. as a ruler. It's better to be feared than it is to be loved. And I mean, that comes from tyrants. And that's but really like where I, all he's getting back down to is like, yeah, what happens when somebody asks him a question about, you know, the business that he just took over and he's just like, whose side are you on? And it's like, what, what, what? I'm not. An, I, and then immediately you're like, oh, God, I don't want to get my head exploded right here for mm-hmm. this from this person because, you know, old laser eyes is pissed off about how I worded something. And so everyone just has to turn into a yes man for him. Yeah. And like even with the whole I think this was the episode pre- previous where Maeve confronts him. Yeah. And she's just like, I never loved you. That was all. Mm-hmm. It's all a lie. And so that's why he maves in quote unquote uh, rehab. rehab. Yeah. Uh, but the same things happening happened with Soldier Boy when he was talking to was it Crimson the, Countess? Cri- Crimson Countess, where he's like, yeah. I loved you. She's like, We hated you. Yeah. Yeah. I expect this next episode to be crazy. I th- my prediction, I think, is what's going to happen is now that Starlight and Huey are kind of split because at the end of the episode, Huey decides to go with Butcher instead of her, and Starlight quits. The seven quits the seven with the, with the Instagram live and just saying exactly what just came out. Yeah, so my I think unless she's able to survive somehow, I think this might be the Homelander gets the old hostage situation with her and sends her to Maeve area to try to get to Huey <laughs> now that he sees Huey and Soldier Boy and Butcher as a threat. Yeah. Because now he's like, oh, I'm not going to die. I can't let this happen. Exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely see something along those lines. Like she, and I mean, it's so weird because. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen this episode that's out now, so we'll have to see what comes from it. But Vought International has an mm-hmm. Instagram page. In real life. In real life that they posted a, uh, a I guess, like an image of the text of Homelander addressing the Instagram live that oh she, that uh, Starlight did. And it's like, yes, like uh, Annie January is no longer a part. She didn't quit. She was fired. She's just jealous because Homelander broke up with her and she went hysterical, which is also an interesting term because hysterical has a deep female connotation. Was it a deep uh, sexist connotation? Yes, absolutely. And so it's just like all of this wording and it's just like... It definitely is from Homelander. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it even says at the bottom, it's like it's signed Homelander and it's just a whole just creepy, just cringy thing. But it also just mimics what's been going on in the last, you know, two to four years of just absolute ridiculousness. You're looking at these things that are happening on the screen and you're like, that is so stupid. And you're like, wait, that is literally what happened. Like the Imagine video. Like mm-hmm. just the fact that everyone's singing off key to try to bring everyone together. Oh my oh, God. Which was pep- hilarious. Or even the Pepsi commercial like spoof. A yeah. Few, like an episode or two ago. Exactly. Like and we've addressed these things. They're taking stuff that's happened very recently and you're like, well this is absolutely ridiculous but wait, it already happened too. Yeah! Wow! Yeah, there's a if you can go in and online, it gets very political. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're really curious, they, a lot of websites have been doing deep dives into what a lot of these things mean, like very from very subtle mm-hmm. <coughs> Taco Bell uh, or <laughs> the Imagine video. Yeah. So it's like a pretty yeah. It's, I, I love it for that aspect of it. They've taken a completely ridiculous comic book, which uh, for all reasons should not 
be able to be turned into a TV show. And they've spun it in a way, they've diverged from the original material enough that it's not just shock for shock value. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shock in it. There's a lot of gore. There's a lot of sexuality. But at the same point, it's very on point. Like, I'm loving it. Can't wait to see these last four episodes. Uh, We do need to move on from that. I will say, though, that Boys has, like, they've announced that they have renewed season four, so we know things are ending this season. Yes. So it's not going to, well, it'll go a certain way, and we'll have to see where that Mm -hmm. that goes from there. Uh, Sometimes when you you take out the the, the biggest bad, another thing comes to replace it. So we'll have to see whether or not Homelander gets it in the end here. What do they say? It's like you get to... You get the cat to get the mouse to eat the bug, oh, but then you need a dog yeah. to get the cat that got the mouse. Yeah. Yep, and then pretty soon you're like using attack geese or something like that. Yep. <laughs> Moving on from that, Vicky, I know you're excited for this. Amazon Prime has put out a teaser trailer for a comic book slash turn to TV show that you've enjoyed called Paper Girls. We've talked about the comic for a while. Based around um, time-traveling paper girls, <laughs> uh, just at, at the very basic uh, explanation for it, um, it has one of our favorite comics, Ali Wong, mm-hmm. playing an older version of one of the paper girls in this, and it's going to be coming out in just about a month, at the end of this month, in mm-hmm. July, and I know, like, I sent you the trailer right away because I right. knew you were stoked for it. Well, it's funny because literally we were talking about it, and then I'm like, right. oh, I, I know that they're coming out with the show. Uh, it, it literally just came up in conversation. I looked it up and I'm like, holy crap, it comes out a month from today. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, how did I not see any of this? Like a week prior, two weeks prior that they had come out with like Entertainment Weekly, uh, came out with some of the exclusive images and there was like a quick teaser that came out. So all this like literally came out like I manifested it or something. You did. For you myself. Did. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, this comic came out back in like October 2015. It was like a limited book, I think 30 issues, but I, I did the trades. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like six of them. So easy to easy to find. Yeah, um, a thirty issue comic. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of neat that the fact that it's a uh, uh, an enclosed story, something along the lines that we've seen with like Chew, or mm-hmm. even like since it's done by Brian K. Vaughn Saga, oh, yeah. which just came back. Oh yeah, Brian K. Vaughn puts out some great stuff. I, he I think uh, was one of the OGs for the Runaways as well, mm-hmm. uh, writers as well. So the Paper Girls came out when we've already seen Stranger Things. So when I started reading this, I was like, oh, okay, so they're. They're not copying Stranger Things, but they are kind of going into the world of nostalgia. Yeah. Because this is set in the 80s, and it's a group of girls who kind of have to prove themselves because they're paper girls, and every other paper kid is a boy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they have their own little badass group of girls that are the paper <laughs> girls. And I think early, early, like Halloween, it's either the day after Halloween or Halloween morning. Yeah, yeah, the it's festivities. the day after Halloween. Yep. Uh, this They see these weird-ass lights, like, what the hell's going on? And... Turns out it's some sort of weird alien things coming like to their weird suburb. They're based in uh, in Ohio, and so they nothing ever good happens in Ohio. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so their their town is actually struck by an invasion from a mysterious force from the future, which feels very alien like, especially yep. for eighties kids. <laughs> oh, straight up, yeah. And this really seems like a a Stand by Me, ET, a Super Eight, like Stranger those, Things, ex- yeah. totally Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, so the girls become stuck in the middle between a conflict of two 
warring factions of time travelers. Uh, and they accidentally go back and forth through time multiple times through the series, all the way back to, you know, Neanderthal times yeah. uh, to the future. and The they, far future. They do such a good job. There was even, I think, a, like a secret language code that you could decode. And if you can figure it out, you can find a secret message online Ooh. or something. Uh, but what I really love, they put a lot of thought into it. I don't know how much they're going to include in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they went into like the future future, like what, probably like a thousand years in our current future, uh, they were in the United States or English speaking people. But the language had changed so much like it does here. Yep. How much has language changed in the last hundred years? Imagine in the future. So it was barely understandable, like, uh, ye old English speaking. <laughs> like, uh, so that's how much thought they put into this. And it's it's super fascinating. I'm really excited. Ali Wong, like I said, they go into, like, what is our current day future, and they do run into a few versions of themselves as older pe- as older women. And uh, we uh, see Ali Wong as one of those characters. It'll, it'll be interesting, Joe, because uh, it's time travel. <laughs> it's time travel. So I'll be interested to see, A, if they stick to their rules and how you feel about that. Um, I think it's kind of fun just that sort of aspect because, again, uh, Brian K. Vaughn has done, like I said, Saga, which is an excellent, excellent interplanetary chase just it's a ridiculous show <laughs> or comic book, uh, which I think might be trying to they're trying to develop into a show themselves. Uh, I saw some things that said like no, we're not, but that was also from a few years ago, and I've yeah. seen others that say yes. He also did Ex Machina, uh, Why the Last Man, which didn't do great, but I have a new theory. Why the Last Man came out like on Fox. So Fox Hulu shows when it comes to Marvel stuff hasn't been a hit. No, not at all. Because they also came out with Hitmonkey, which Hulu is pushing on me. I'm like, stop it. I don't want to watch Hitmonkey. I don't want to watch Hitmonkey. <laughs> uh, they also did another one, and I literally told BJ about this this week, and I'm blanking on the name. That's how eh, it was. Well, and I mean, they did Cloak and Dagger, which yeah. I watched like three episodes, didn't care about it. Then they dumped it. There was a couple other ones Cloak that they've done. Cloak and Dagger was one of those shows, like, unfortunately for them, like, I'd, I'd start watching it, and I'm like, okay, and then it got really good, and it very, like, they everything worked, but you had to get a few episodes in to really appreciate yeah, it. I got which, three, and I was like, tap out. Like, and same with just... Runaways, the last season was very CGI, crappy, meh. So, um, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with this. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm interested in Paper Girls. Time travel can always be an... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Hellstrom uh, was the show I was thinking Oh, of. yeah, Hellstrom. We watched a couple episodes of that, eh, and I was like, meh. Eh. Yeah. MODOK, same thing. Like, yeah. if, if, if Hulu or FX is going to do something with Marvel, they need to knock it off. Fortunately, this is going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. I'm which we've excited. already seen that they've done some great things with shows. So, here's mm-hmm. hoping. Yeah, I, I have very high hopes for this, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, I do want to hear what Joe has to say. I already told BJ about it, so he's going to have to watch it. I think he's going to very much enjoy it. And if anybody needs to borrow the comics, not you, Rev, until you give me back yeah, uh, the third one. I'll give you one. back Umbrella Academy as soon as I remember to read it. I want you to read it. I don't want I you to give it yeah, back. I know, I know, exactly. I could just give it back to you, but I need to read it. I have to bust your boys. <laughs> exactly. Oh, hey, the boys. All right, then. <laughs> well, now it is time for... It is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? It's Friday. It's a movie. Yeah, movies! movies. Mm, not a whole lot of movies <laughs> okay. this week, but I do want to touch on a few and then also touch on some that we've talked about previously and how they did. Okay, cool. Right on. Uh, the first one coming up this week uh, would be Minions, The Rise of Gru. This is basically the prequel to Minions and how they connected with Gru in the first place. I thought they already had one of these. 
They had their own Minions movie, I think. Yeah, okay. They had the Minions movie, so... There's like three... There's so um, many Minions despic- out there. There's three Despicable Me movies, and I think uh, another Minion movie, and then I think this is the second one, I think. This all right. one has Tiny Gru with a tiny scarf. I saw that. I saw the uh, I saw the trailer for it. Uh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> so they have an awesome, awesome cast, because uh, obviously Steve Carell is back as Gru. Taraji P. Henson plays Belle Bottom. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh plays Master Chow. Jean-Claude Van Damme plays Jean-Claude, as in Claus. Oh. <laughs> Lucy Law- Lawless is Nunchuck. Wow. Oh. Danny Trejo's in this. Dolph Lundgren. Obviously, Russell Brand's back as Dr. Nefario. Julie Andrews plays uh, Gru's mother. Damn, wow. Alan Arkin is Wild Knuckles. Oh, this is good. Like, they're so stupid and silly. Like, I've played them for my little brother, and he just thinks the minions are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's, like, the draw for it. It was like, yeah, they're obviously the minions for Gru and Despicable Me, but they took off uh, their own life their own life of their own. It was like, just like... Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> see their little cute... Their little Little, they're cute, kind of like jelly bean looking. Remind me of the dudes from Fall Guys, the video game. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I think that has a new thing coming up. I keep seeing commercials or something. Oh but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall Guys, uh, they it went free to play cross platform against uh, for everyone. That's right. Yeah, so you can like if you it's free to play. You don't need like a P, uh, a PlayStation subscription or Xbox mm-hmm. subscription or any of that. You can just play it. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it's really fun. It's like one of those games where it's just. Chaos, ridiculousness, and fun. But, I mean, well, we're here talking about movies anyway, so let's go back to that. <laughs> uh, it is getting 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. All I mean, right. it's a kid movie. It's really, like, I, I wasn't expecting it. It's, especially since, like, the second or technically the second of the Minions, fifth overall in the Minions world. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of movies. And I feel like... Uh, like I, I don't know how many people are going to be taking their kids to movies, and this is like one of those ones where absolutely you're going to want to do that. But some people might just wait because they already have four or five movies out there for the minions. Yeah, and there, there's a few other movies out, but like none that I've really even heard of, or I think are going to be great because they don't have any reviews yet. I'll just kind of power through them. Mm-hmm. Hot Seat, which is an action mystery thriller, it's got Kevin Dillon and Mel Gibson. Um, take that, you know, it's a cyber thriller. <laughs> it's got it's Mel like, Gibson in it, it's so. It's got an IT expert who finds a hair trigger bomb on his, to his desk chair. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, another one, Rubik Khan also has no, n- no reviews as of yet. This looks like it was, uh, uh it says the, the language is English, but I think it was filmed somewhere else okay. because every, all the actors seem to have uh, Russian or Ukrainian names. Okay. Yeah, that sounds kind of like that on that aspect then. Uh, and it's uh, following a catastrophe on Earth. The planet is covered in a toxic fog. A group of astronauts must dis- decide whether to risk their lives searching for survivors or stay in space. No. So, I mean... So that's really kind of what's been going on, huh? Mm-hmm. I know next week we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be off. We're gonna have we're gonna have a podcast for Wednesday, but we won't be uh, uh, here on Friday when uh, the big one comes out. Thor: Love and Thunder. Right? Oh, I'm so excited. So just uh, you know, mark that one in your calendars. Buy your tickets if you're down for the pre-sales already on that aspect. And uh, last week we did talk about the Black Phone. Oh, yeah, the Ethan Hawke movie. Right. Like especially like you, horror movies are hit or miss. I feel like usually. And even if it's an A horror movie with like mm. great actors, it's yeah. never going to get well reviewed. Exactly. And that's one of those things because, I mean, 
horror can lead to lean on a lot of uh, tropes mm-hmm. that critics will find kind of blah. Same with like cartoon movies mm-hmm. or comedies in general, like really stupid comedies. Yeah, exactly. It's like one of those things where like a critic is not going to be because they're looking for certain things mm-hmm. like that is going to that's yeah. going to make quote unquote great cinema. But if you know what you're getting into uh, with a lot of those movies, you can still have a fun time. And you're mm-hmm. looking at w- if it accomplishes what it sets out to want to do. Right. Well, this is not just a hit with horror fans because it is getting 85% on the tomato meter with a 90% Ooh, audience score. Wow. So if you're wanting to see a horror-esque show or a movie, excuse me, and looks like Ethan uh, Hawke is nailing his performance. So this might be uh, up your alley if you're, like, if you're not afraid. And this is streaming, right? Uh, I thought. Let me I believe this check. is in theaters. I've only oh. heard good things about this movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. theaters. Okay, yeah. so it is in theaters. So you're going to get because that's actually a blessing when it comes down to horror movies, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I love about cinema is when you're going to a theater, you're going for that shared experience, mm-hmm. and one of the best ways to see a horror movie is to have that shared experience with other people in the theater because the tension in the crowd leans into the movie. One of my best experiences ever, seeing Blair Witch <laughs> at a 10.30 at night screening with a completely full crowd, and most of the people didn't know what the hell was going to happen, and just the tension was just Goosebump City. And same on the other end of the spectrum, if you go watch like a kid's movie with kids or a theater full of kids, it, like I, I specifically remember this, and now these kids are going to college. So oh. this makes me feel old. I used <laughs> okay, to be a, old lady. <laughs> I used to be a nanny and I took the kids to go see, I think, uh, How to Train a Dragon mm-hmm. in theaters and they started laughing at stuff that I would not have laughed at, but because they were laughing, it made me giggle and it made that moment funnier. It's like, I'm going to go pack some underwear. And they just like, ha he said underwear. And you're like, yeah, you said underwear. And then I'm like, okay, that is kind of funny. Oh yeah, underwear is funny. <clears throat> <laughs> right, and so it's, it's it's fun. Like that's what the theater experience is. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Another movie we talked about last week, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, uh, got one hundred percent on the Tomato Meter with an eighty nine percent audience score. Wow. Uh, Flux Gourmet has not really had an audience score. It's gotten fewer than fifty ratings, but it is eighty five percent certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that is kinda, the that's interesting. Which one was that one? That was the food horror gross oh, one. With, that's right, uh, the one that. Also Butterfield. And yeah, that Linda was the one you were like explaining to me, and I'm like, you nope, know what? Nope, nope. I don't need that in my life. Like, I think I'll go watch Black Phone, and maybe that's what a lot of p- other people were doing. But if you're not going to be doing any of that, Westworld is on uh, Baymax Season 1 starting. Yeah, I saw that on my Disney+. Plus. <laughs> a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, but let us know what you're watching, shows or movies. And until next time, stay nerdy.